0: please exhale. And now let's begin. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. If you're interested in exploring holistic wellness topics through a perspective that blends spirituality with science, I think you've found the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's figure out this life thing together. Always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Science of Light. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Ayurvedic practices for Vata season, which in Ayurveda is late fall to early winter. So we're kind of moving there. We're moving that direction in the Northern Hemisphere here in the U.S. It's still Pitta season. Things are still hot. That's why there's those folks out there that are like, what are y'all doing putting your Halloween decorations up and having... Pumpkin spice lattes, like let us enjoy summer. You know those summer babies, pit season, folks that are like fighting the onset of fall. Um, you know that's fine. Then we have our other folks that are like super excited for autumn season, right? That's late fall and early winter here in the northern hemisphere, here in the U.S. So it's when things get a little bit cooler, a little bit drier, a little bit more windy. leaves get brittle and fall off the trees so this is all vada season stuff and so if you haven't yet looked at it that way you haven't learned ayurveda um, to that degree yet this will all start to make sense but if you have if you know you know you have a background in ayurveda hopefully this will still be helpful as a reminder of what practices help balance vada dosha Um, what practices help from getting an excess of vada dosha um, during this time. So all of that to say is, so if you don't have any background in Ayurveda, the so I did an episode a little while back that was like an intro to the doshas, and you can go back and listen to that one. I also will, by the time of this episode's releasing, um I will have the dosha quiz that I promised you a few weeks ago. It will be live, so I will, of course, link it in the show notes so that you can go take your dosha quiz. And with that, you can find out what your predominant type is, according to Ayurveda. And so these three types, just to give you the quick rundown, I did a whole episode about this, so I'm not going to, like, spend 30 minutes on it like I did with there, but there's Vata, Pitta, and Kapha, or Kapha. And so Vata is air and ether, which is sometimes said like the space element. Vata can be spacey, it can be cool, it can be mobile, dry, rough. Um, Also spiritual, like doing meditation kind of usually is in the the ether element, right? Very Vata, right? A little bit more Sattvic, so that's kind of different. Um, I haven't covered that, what the... Differences between the doshas and the gunas, but I plan too soon, so stay tuned if you, if that word didn't make any sense to you. But so that's vada. Then there's pitta, which is fire and water element. So that's very like, um, if you think of like redheads or um, people that really enjoy hot power yoga or um, people that are just fiery, go go go. Sometimes even maybe have a temper. Those are pitta qualities. And then kapha is like earthy. It's earth and water elements. And so it's earthy. It's stable. It can be heavy. It can be a little more inert, right? Um, So there are light and dark qualities to all of these things and neutral qualities, right? So those are the three types. And according to Ayurveda, everybody can be kind of reduced down to usually a predominant one, of those types, you will tend towards in your nature, and you might have, some people are tridoshic, some people have an equal balance of all three, and that's said to be very sattvic, very pure, Um, but most people will have a predominant one, maybe a predominant two, and so that's what the dosha quiz will help you figure out, so let's say you take the dosha quiz, and So the one that I've designed, it only gives you your predominant one. And if you want to find out more in depth, um, just get in touch with me and I can give you some resources to help you find your predominant two. But I feel like just finding the one is good enough for this. So let's say you find out that you are predominantly Vata in your type, which the quiz will help you determine, then this season might invoke even more imbalance for you. Like maybe you're one of those people that doesn't like fall and winter because you're already cold all the time, right? So that's an example of if you are already that Vata type and then when the environment matches your personal type a little bit more, it creates more imbalance for you than it would for somebody who is say a Pitta type who is hot all the time because they have that fire element and so they enjoy the cool weather. But that's also not like some people are hot all the time and so they prefer hot, right? Um so maybe they also don't like cold weather. So I'm not saying your preference for weather has as much to do with your type. It's more about your um natural tendencies. And so most of us tend to based on this based on your dosha, based on your type that you're say like born with or sometimes I've found like I've had increased vata in my body and mind and my prakriti, um my this physical form after giving birth after pregnancy and giving birth um it increases your vata. So anyway, all that's background on your doshas. You can go back and listen to that episode, take the dosha quiz, but then everything that I'm giving you in this episode will be good practices regardless of your dosha type, it's just something to watch out for that if you are predominantly vada already, you might need this stuff even more. Um, or, for example, if you're um, kappa, then some of the practices, like I'll point out what some, some of the practices, they just balance vada and that's all. Some of the other practices, they might increase pitta or they might increase kappa. And so if you're already Pitta, you might want to or you know, you might want to skip over or not focus as much on the practice that increases the one because we want to avoid imbalance. We want to find balance. We want to do practices that will bring us closer to balance, right? Because like I was saying, if you already tend towards being really cold and then it gets cold outside, that's going to cause imbalance, right? Because as above below. So with that said, let's talk about first the qualities of Vata season. I've already kind of mentioned them, but I want to state explicitly um, what they are and then we'll talk about the practices and I'll probably do what I normally do. I'll just tell you all of them and then I'll give you some more in-depth examples. So Vata, as I've already said, is the air and ether elements. So it brings. Airy qualities, it's light, it's dry, it's cold, it's mobile, subtle, and rough. So those are just some keywords. So you could think of those um, like I also explained in the last episode, which gave a lot of good uh, background for this episode. So if you haven't already listened to that, I totally recommend it. You don't have to listen to them in order or anything. But that will be some more helpful information related to this. So just the very last episode about Pratyapaksha Bhavana cultivating the opposite to bring balance. Huge Ayurvedic principle. So if you think about those keywords, light, dry, cold, mobile, subtle, and rough, that can apply to your body type, to your skin, to your hair, to your digestion, to the qualities of your mind, to literally everything, like as above, so below, right? So it can apply to the season, of vada season, like if you think about late fall and early winter. And so, like, y'all, I'm sensitive to this. I live in North Carolina, and although I do live in the mountains where it's a little bit cooler than the rest of North Carolina, it's still the southeast United States. It's still pretty hot here. Um, so in September right now when I'm recording this and when this episode will go out, it's very much still pitta season. It's still hot outside, you know days are still pretty long but once we get really into like so honestly y'all vada season in the mountains here it starts in in october when things start getting a little drier and a little cooler but like november is peak vada season like think about you know in november the leaves have all fallen down the air is super dry usually in most places um around here like You need a sweater when you go outside because it's cold. Your skin might get a little more dry. You know, I don't know about you all, but I personally, well, I'm predominantly a pitta type, so pitta brings an oily quality to it. So, um, like, this makes sense. In the summertime, in pitta season, you sweat more. Your skin gets more oily. Your hair gets more oily because you sweat more. And so, for me, because of that pitta type, if I ever need a moisturizer on my skin, It's only during Vata season because it gets so dry out, right? Um, So these qualities apply to Vata season and to Vata types. So when thinking about the concept of as above, so below, we can think about that as in as above like the season brings dry dry leaves. So below in our bodies, it brings dry skin. Um, Another quality of Vata is... That air element, so when you think about air element in your joints, that's why I said pregnancy increases vata. This is just one example of why. Your joints get looser in pregnancy because of the hormone relaxin, which causes – it's like there so that your hips can spread, so that giving birth is easier, right? But it affects all your joints, which makes you a little bit more poppy, a little bit more creaky. And having crackly joints is a vata quality. And then you think about as above – crackly leaves right shorter days shorter attention span colder days colder extremities I don't know about you all but my fingers and toes get really cold in Vata um, season and so think about the two elements ether ether creates a sense of space so ether is sometimes referred to as the space element as in like outer space um, or empty space which is also outer space is empty space Anyway, so this can bring a feeling of feeling free, but also a sense of feeling lost. And then air inspires productivity, right? Like movement, like go, it's kind of like that. Um, when I I always say pitta is like the go, go, go. But vada can be too. Pitta is just a little bit more like, mm, like in the fire element. And air is in the, um, it's still productive. It's still pretty like, High movement but it can also bring a little more anxiety there um, whereas the fire element version of productivity can bring a little bit more like irritability or anger maybe perhaps so these are some of the things that vada season brings also vada vada season increases the vada quality in the body because as above so below so you might experience some of these things that you might not normally experience if you're not a Vada dosha in your primary type, you might still experience some of these things because your environment is playing out this way. And so it brings that in the body. Kind of like I was saying, I am not Vada type at all. But in the past couple years I've been super duper in like mom status, you know, with pregnancy and everything. And it just brings an increase in VATA. So that's what I've been experiencing personally. Right, so then vada season affects me even more. So these are all considerations, and if you need a little more guidance than this episode or the quiz can uh, provide, that's what my yoga therapy is for. And I right now don't have any like, um, like you can't just go and book that yourself on my website. But I want y'all to just remember that that is something that I offer and I can offer virtually. Although I do prefer to do it in person. That's why it's not listed on my website because I totally prefer in person for that, but your dosha imbalances are one thing that we would address in yoga therapy. So with all of that said, now we're going to get into the practices that help balance vada dosha in general, but then also help balance um, vada season. So when we're all experiencing this increase in vada, whether we're vada type or not, um, these practices can help. So number one is follow a regular routine. Number two is perform daily self-massage with oil, especially warm oil because it's warming, right? Um, And then here's several diet considerations. So mindful eating, eating seasonal foods that are warm, including healthy fats in your diet, um, drinking warm beverages, using warming and grounding herbs, So, all of that said, I am not a nutritionist, obviously. Like, if you need real diet help, go to, like, a registered dietitian. But we can use all of these tools to cultivate health and balance in our regular life. Um, And all of these things are parts of a... Or can be, when used properly, parts of a healthy, balanced diet, okay? So, the next is to soak in a warm bath infused with some essential oils that I'll go over that are warming. Um, Wear clothing that is soft and warm. Spend quiet time in nature. Uh, Enjoy physical activity that moves at a slow, smooth, or steady pace. So think about conserving energy with your physical activity. Um, Practice hatha yoga. Regulate your breath with pranayama especially extended exhalations or alternate nostril breathing. And then allow for deep relaxation and meditation and seek silence. So all of, especially those last ones, the yoga practices and the pranayama practices, the reason we do those ones, as opposed to like just any yoga practice, um, so as opposed to like, Maybe hot power flow or whatever. You know, the reason we choose those ones is because they I don't know if you notice the emphasis on like slow, smooth, steady, conserving energy, turning towards restfulness. It's because in vada season, number one, we're moving towards kappa season. It's kind of like um like I have this event coming up next week about the harvest moon because this is kind of the entrance into this season and it's when we start releasing and preparing for winter, so that's part of it, the conserving energy, and then another part of it is with that air, an ether element that can promote anxiety, or, like I said in the last episode, the um, remedy for like too much movement is stability, so if you get an imbalance related to that air element maybe you don't get an imbalance maybe you just experience increased productivity that's why I always say like it makes super sense that we go back to school in the fall that the traditional school year is set up that way like we have more examples than you can think of in our culture that fit beautifully with these ancient Vedic sciences and back to school being corresponding with Vada season makes sense it's Going back to a regular routine and um, increasing your productivity with this back-to-school vibes. I don't know about you all, but I've been out of school for a little bit now, and I still feel the back-to-school vibes. And my kid, like, my kid's not in school. He's not in, like, he's two almost. So he's not in, like, traditional school. He goes to daycare, but that's year-round. So I don't know about you all, but I feel this, like, it's also with the entrance of Virgo season you have all these plants and Septem- plants planets in September slowly trickling into Virgo, which is like um, logical and analytical and very productive right so those things bring those back to school vibes so that can be a good thing that increased productivity but if you experience an imbalance related to that, like you would experience some anxiety or you feel just kind of all over the place, like, oh, I've got all these more things to do, but I don't have, like, a clear plan, and I feel scattered, if you feel scattered, that's an imbalance, so that's when you would practice these yoga practices I mentioned at the end, um, to conserve your energy, to slow down, um, to even out your breath, to restore your energy, to ground down so that you can balance that Air, energy, that all over the place, windy, air and ether energy. So that's how to structure your yoga practice for Vata season in a nutshell, um, which you know I'll repeat them at the end. But then let's go back to the beginning and get a little bit more clear on all of those examples. So following a regular routine. So I also did an episode, that might have been the episode that I introduced the doshas about creating Ayurvedic routines and living seasonally it probably was I don't know (laughs) y'all I'm telling you that that's what they call mom brain like my brain's all scattered anyway um so having a regular routine especially for like Ayurvedic routines I went over super in depth on that episode but like you wake up you have a little bit of self-cleaning you do your meditation then you do your physical practice then you take a shower then you have breakfast and So maybe that's not your routine, and that's fine. And I talked more about that in that episode. But um, just having one is super beneficial now. And so that's kind of what I was talking about with the back-to-school vibes. But if you say you're not in school, you haven't been in school in a long time, say you do the same thing every day all year long or roughly, right, you can still benefit from just kicking up your routines. Like I know sometimes I do the same thing roughly every day, all year long, kind of, um, as much as an entrepreneur can. But sometimes I, like, sleep in a little more, press snooze a little more, and this is the time of year where you want to, like, stop doing that, right? Um, So just whatever. You want to balance activity, though, with downtime. So it's not all about constant activity because the Vata, the air and the ether elements are going to make you want to, just do everything all the time, right? Which that's a little bit left over from that pitta energy too. That is also very pitta. I don't know if about you all, but for me, summertime gets super busy. And we're just doing stuff every weekend, whatever. Fall is that time to tone that down. Find a regular routine. Build that downtime into your routine. Okay, and then number two was perform daily self-massage. It's called abhyanga. It's the Sanskrit word for it. Um, so sesame oil, especially if you warm it up and not like in the microwave, please. I mean, you can, but, um, maybe in a pan and not until it's boiling or bubbling, just until it's warm. You don't want to burn your skin with it, but you also don't want it to be room temperature because room temperature is 20 degrees below your skin temperature, but you could also warm it up in your hands. Um, like rub your palms together with it before you rub it on your skin. And so... If you wanted to, if you had time, you could rub it, like, all over your whole body, especially focusing on, um, and then also even more so if you had time, you could dry brush beforehand. And dry brushing, you can buy a special dry brush. You can buy them online or, like, at little natural health stores you can find a dry brush. Um, They're usually, like, some kind of animal hair, honestly. Um, And you do circular motions towards the heart. It gets limp flowing, and then you would do your warm oil massage after that. But if you don't have time for all that, you know, maybe you do that, like, once a week on your self-care Sunday or whatever. But Ayurveda also focuses on you could just rub it around your belly button. You could rub the oil. If there was only one place you were going to rub oil, make it around your belly button. But if you have time, you could do your whole body. Um, And then so the diet things... So, mindful eating again, it's about slowing down, not getting too caught up in that, so the mind is very air quality, it's like all over the place. It's just ooh like one thing and then the next, right um so if you become mindful and become really like uh if you can eat in silence and in a peaceful environment then and be mindful about what you're eating and slow down, that's a huge. Quality of mindful eating is like slowing down and enjoying every bite. That's gonna help balance the vata dosha. And then another seasonal foods. So this when it's when it becomes time to start eating root vegetables, which makes sense, right? Like even before I studied Ayurveda, I was like, yes, it's soup season. Like kind of like football season here in the U.S. Like we start having those like warm dips and soups, and it's like chili season you know, um, pumpkin spice lattes. So that's, that actually falls under the warm beverages, but, um, I think pumpkin spice lattes are fine. You know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend actually, like for me personally, the ones from Starbucks are like way too sweet, but if that's your jam, uh, I'm not hating. I'm actually quite the opposite. I'm saying those herbs And so this is one, my only pet peeve with pumpkin spice lattes is there's no pumpkin in it, okay? And a lot of people think there is. Pumpkin spice means the spices that you use when you were to, say, make a pumpkin pie, which is also the same thing as, like, apple pie spice. They're the same spices. They're, like, allspice, cinnamon, clove, all of those spices. Um, But then the, so... They're actually really similar to the spices in chai, except for chai includes uh, ginger, sometimes cardamom, and so then also nutmeg, rosemary, vanilla, ashwagandha, basil, all those herbs and spices, if you want to have them in a tea or add them to your food, you know, great. Those are, they're warming. So the spices are warming, the root vegetables are grounding. And so spices would increase pitta, root vegetables would increase kapha, which both of those things can balance vata. So that's what I'm saying. If you already tend towards pitta, like I was saying earlier, if you're more at risk for becoming a pitta imbalance, like if eating spicy food, um, to put it delicately, makes your digestion speed up, then maybe don't tone up the spices too much maybe try the root vegetables instead or if you're struggling with stagnancy or any other kappa imbalance qualities which i'm gonna try i actually haven't quite finished the quiz yet but i think i will do my best to include when you get your result what are some examples of kappa imbalance so that you can have that resource or you know whatever result you get um the qualities of that It'll have, like, comprehensive information, but like usual, I'm just putting this out, and it's only going to get more in-depth over time as I do more iterations, maybe more podcast episodes as y'all come up with questions. Um, So healthy fats like ghee, sesame oil, avocado oil, olive oil. Ghee is clarified butter. How they make it is they, like, heat up butter and when you you know when you heat up butter and it gets that foamy stuff on top, then you scrape that off, and that's what. It, but you can buy it in the store, and so it's seen to be very pure in India and in Ayurveda. So you can cook your foods in that, maybe saute up your root vegetables in that. Um, so then also having soups. So raw foods increase Vada. Which is probably great in the summertime because it's cooling. But once it gets cold outside, it's time to start skipping the smoothies and the salads. if If you experience vata imbalance, if you don't, keep going. You know, like if you're not feeling an imbalance, there's no need to change what you're doing. But if you start seeing these symptoms of vata imbalance, like um, cold extremities, anxiety, things like that, um, feeling scattered, feeling really cold. These are just ways to combat it, right? That's all All of this is, is if you start feeling an imbalance related to vada, as you might when it starts to become more vada outside, you know, in nature, that's all I'm trying to say, is that it ten- you might tend towards a vada imbalance. But you only need to do these things, if you're feeling an imbalance related to those things, which you probably are, like you probably get cold outside, that's why you put on warm clothes, right? so it's kind of the same thing. You drink beverages or eat foods that are warming from the inside we have we all I think have like an intuitive understanding of this. I kind of touched on it last episode, like nobody really wants to eat like a hot soup on a summer day because you come in from a hot summer day, even if you haven't really been outside you. You know, let's say you work in an office that's air-conditioned. Well, then maybe you do want a hot soup because your environment that you're in more closely resembles vada. So then you would eat something or drink something warming, or you might do a warming but slower yoga practice, right? So I'll just go over all those again quickly. Follow a regular routine, those back-to-school vibes, daily self-massage so the self-massage is kappa increasing if you use sesame oil um it will balance vada but you can also look up online you can just like google what oils balance what doshas so after you do the dosha quiz you can like just figure it out and so you can use sesame oil to balance vada for vada season but if say you're like a pitta I think it's like sunflower oil is one. There's a few different ones, but you can try not to get it from an essential oil website, honestly, because I went to one of those and it just said the same oils for every dosha. So try to find like a yoga website, maybe. Sorry, no offense to essential oils, but I specifically mean like the, like Young Living and doTERRA. Sorry, no offense to y'all, but, uh. I don't trust them as much personally. Um, Or you can just ask me, like, and I'll try to point you in the direction of a good resource. But so regular routine, daily self-massage, all these diet concerns, like mindful eating. And honestly, when is mindful eating not a good idea? Like, we should all slow down and enjoy our food and try to be mindful as often as we can, right? Um, But then the seasonal foods and warm beverages, including, like, heating spices, root vegetables for grounding... Um, and then healthy fats, warming herbs, taking a warm bath. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I told you, I was going to tell you the essential oils because I use essential oils, so I'm not just trying to poo-poo on them. I just don't buy them from pyramid schemes. Sorry. Um, so, uh, rose, sandalwood, patchouli, jasmine, all of those things can be warming. So, or just honestly, whatever you feel like is warming. But keeping in mind that what, you have to get really quiet and meditative to start noticing, do I like this thing because it matches my natural tendencies and helps perpetuate imbalance, or is it actually warming for me, right? Um, so that's what, like, I don't think lavender, lavender is not really warming. But maybe you feel like it calms you. So maybe it helps balance the Vata Dosha in that way. So you just, you get really clear with yourself and what what it is you need, right? Rather than just blindly going through what you always do is kind of the whole idea. And then so wearing warm and soft clothing, uh, red, orange, and yellow colors can help, I don't know, they just help match the energy right a little bit. Um, so maybe you subscribe to that, maybe you don't. But I think there's something to it. I mean, why do we like to wear those colors in the fall? We just like it. Just culturally, everybody just likes it. And I think maybe there's something to that Ayurvedically, right? Um, But then spending quiet time in nature is very grounding, especially when you dress appropriately for the weather so that you keep warm. Um, Practicing Hatha yoga because it restores energy and keeps you connected to the earth. It's a little bit more, it's less up and down as like Vinyasa might be. Um, and again helps facilitate that mindfulness and then also finding a smooth and even breath pranayama uh, nadi shodhana alternate nostril breathing that's said to be very balancing right and we're almost at the fall equinox where the light and the dark are balanced so we want to as above so below find that balance in our body and our breath right and then allowing for deep relaxation and meditation will bring you back if you feel scattered due to the excess air energy and then again silence so that's it those are some really helpful practices and how to structure like so ayurveda is a lot about your diet that's why it was very diet focused and very yoga practice focused um, but then other things like having a routine are super helpful too and so, if you have any questions, those are just again general. And like I said, if, um, like, you might not incorporate too many more spices, if you were Pitta dosha, right, like you might focus more on grounding than warming, right, if depending on, or if you were Kappa, you might focus more on warming than grounding because you might already be very grounded if you're Kappa dosha. So, all that's to say, take the Vada or the Vada quiz, the dosha quiz. It'll be linked in the show notes. If you don't already know, your dosha keep these practices in mind if um for when it starts to really get fall time outside for us in the northern hemisphere I apologize to you in the southern hemisphere I know there's actually a couple of you um I can tell so for y'all it'll be the opposite you'll be moving towards pitta season right you're moving towards the warm time of the year so but you're coming out of the cold time, so some of these practices might actually be helpful right now, whereas for us in the northern hemisphere, they're a little bit, I'm trying to give them to you ahead of time. So then, also with that said, if you haven't, if you got unsubscribed when I switched to my new platform, don't forget to resubscribe, so that you never miss an episode, and I will just say, jump on my email list, because I think I have a very exciting announcement coming out next week. If not, hopefully it might be the week after, but you know, sometimes I don't work quite as fast as I think I will because I'm a mom, and I work like I have a kid. So anyway, the announcements always go out to my email list, subscribers first, along with the new and full moon reports, so jump on there if you want to get those personalized for your sign. If you'd like to book a reading or join one of our free virtual new moon sessions, please go to website you can find links for both of those things at yogiscopes.com slash store that's where i'll post the most up-to-date information on readings types of readings and events that i'm offering you can find it all there and please connect with me on facebook or instagram at yogiscopes y-o-g-i-s-c-o-p-e-s i'm so grateful that you're here remember to always keep your feet on the ground your head in the stars and stay in the light until next time